This is a medicinal mass network production. Enjoy. What's up, Truth Seekers? This is the FBI Basement coming to you live from the undisclosed location at the Medicinal Mass Network. And this is the podcast where we are going to watch and review and rate every single episode of the hit 90s television sci-fi series, The X-Files. Every episode? Yep. Including the one where Aaron Paul is some sort of bug man? Every episode? Do you not know how many episodes have bugs in them? Like 20. This week on the program, a rare follow-up to a Monster of the Week. (gasps) Yeah, this isn't going to happen much. And I'd actually think that this is actually a Monster of the Week with Mythark implications. It has some lulzy implications. Lulzy. Just purely lulzy. It's not great. Uh, I say that a lot. And I shouldn't, because I love this show. Uh, this one is called Tombs. It was originally aired... What am I doing? What am I doing? I am completely forgetting to introduce the uh, conspiracy theorists that are joining me today. Oh, god damn it! I made a conspiracy! What the fuck? I'm okay now. <laughs> that was Shannon untangling herself from several cords. <laughs> <laughs> it's a goddamn conspiracy! Every time. Joining us also today, uh, our resident art troll, Marissa. <laughs> say my name, say my name. I did it, okay? Deal with it. <laughs> Absolute fucking silence, too. <laughs> I'll never do it again. Uh... <laughs> Page 21. And uh, the deacon of the Medicinal Mass Podcast Network is here, Valentine Strand. So. Yeah, he's here somewhere. We'll I find th- him. I think I called you the Deacon during the, the Miracle Man episode. I think I'm going to keep calling you that. Praise him. <laughs> the master of disaster. The rage in the cage. The freaking Deacon. <laughs> yep. All right, that's it. And um, uh, we're all gathered here. Uh, Vanya's not here again for, the, for a second week. Uh, what the heck is she doing right now? Look, I'll let her out of the dungeon when she behaves. That could take a while. <laughs> A tisket, a tasket. Put the fucking lotion in the basket. Well, you know, <laughs> she knows what she did, and uh, we're all very disappointed in her. As said before, uh, in this episode, we're going to uh, refer back to a previous episode called Squeeze. That was like the, what, second or third episode? I gave up. I have no idea. <sighs> Counting beforehand. I, I give up. Um, this was, uh, of course, you'll remember the guy as being the mutant who is several, a couple hundred years old and eats people's livers and can squeeze through tight spaces like you stretch arms. And strong. marries a 15-year-old. Oh, wait. No, he did that in the real it, world. It has, it has glory holes. He, yeah, he likes long walks on the beach and crafting glory holes out of paper mache. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he he's really good at yoga. Wait, he married um, a 15-year-old? <laughs> Yes, Duck Hutchinson married Courtney Stoddard, who was 15. Okay. And he was 40. Ugh. Ugh. And her mom agreed to it. Signed a paper. Well, like uh, Roy Moore? Yeah. Yeah. Could run for Senate in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it wouldn't do it any good, apparently. Another episode directed by <laughs> David Nutter. 
<laughs> I don't know. It's like, you know, it's like you, it, you get, probably get a lot of these people that would be like, I don't know. Yeah, he does eat them livers and he did them uh, and he may be genetically bizarre. And but he's a Republican, but he but he ain't but he'd be better than a liberal, wouldn't he? Who knows? Okay, so uh, this is episode 21 of season one, originally airing on April 22nd, 1994. Uh, remember the 90s. Say, do you remember the 90s? Meh. Anyway. This episode earned a Nielsen rating of 8.6 up, up point six from last week. <laughs> and uh, Last which, week? Yeah, last week when it was an 8.0 last week. It's 8.6 this week. Oh, okay. He, he, he means in the chronologics of the the show <laughs> i just made up a word uh 16 of households watching television who turned in tuned into the episode it was viewed by 8.1 million households so a lot of people were anxious to see what was going to happen to mr tombs i think I, I, he's a lovable character who you'll see many times hashtag no you won't <laughs> written by the team of glenn morgan and james wong this was directed by david nutter as you had mentioned beforehand lols and uh, it aired pretty well. Um, uh, now, you guys were going to talk about fan fiction. Nope. 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 Change your mind. I certainly did not write any that you can find out there if I ever told you what my name was. Nor did I ever write anything with her or on my own. And we're certainly not going to acknowledge that. Um, I am actually pretty surprised. I did do a search last week. Uh, oh, my God. It's still out there. And two, holy shit, people are still writing fanfic. For the X-Files? <laughs> For the X-Files. <laughs> I saw and someone collaborating in uh, the X-Files uh, Facebook group on some. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to say which one, but yeah, there are people who still do the MSR thing, and I'm like, no, thank you. Hmm. Um, and... It's it's bizarre to me because I thought that's what the short run series was. Uh, was Chris Carter writing his own fanfic? Oh, that was mean. All right, for this episode, <laughs> we're traveling to the magical land of Baltimore, where Eugene Victor Toombs is being kept in a sanatorium. Is that the um? Is that the guy from uh, Orange Is the New Black? Who the uh, the prison? The, the, either the sanatorium director or whatever. The shrink. Also no. the prison warden. No, 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 no. That's I don't think so. That's Paul Van Beek. I think is what I have on my notes. Who is that? Uh, Paul Ben. Excuse me, Paul Ben Victor. Who is that guy in that thing? Hmm. Um, I, I don't think he was Capello. Uh, I will double check though. Caputo. Caputo. Yeah, right. C- Caputo. I should know that. By the way, that's uh, a name in this family somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, because that is Nick Sandow who plays. Uh, Joe Caputo. Hmm. So everyone take a drink for the guy in the thing. Yeah, it's the guy in the thing. I will tell you, though, that yes, they look very similar. Like, I'd fucking identical almost. They could be cousins, uh, and they might be. No, it's, again, Paul Ben Victor, who I thought was actually Miguel Ferrer. And I said that because I thought that he was Carlos from Twin Peaks. Huh. And it made me laugh, but it's not. We are, we joined Victor Toombs in the middle of an escape attempt, trying to do his uh, stretchy, squeezy thing th- through the, uh, the food door. slot in his door. But the arrival of his psychiatrist uh, aborts the attempt, and uh, he speaks to him and basically says, Hey, we think that you are ready to go out and rejoin society. Rejoin a community. <sighs> oh. He's just sitting there all greasy and everything. 
sitting there all greasy. He spent the last, you know, week building a paper mache glory hole out of newspaper and bile. Like, has no one noticed that in his <laughs> cell? Like, <laughs> it's ready for you to go back, Eugene. Never mind, you know, the stretchiness and the mutinous and, and, and all the crazy ass shit they've pro- they should have been finding in their DNA. But it's like, you know, this is... <laughs> Some crazy ass bleeding heart lawyer has decided that this guy <laughs> should be should be free. Well, especially since they already like said there was something weird about his DNA already. How have they not? Okay, so basically everything you learned in the first episode, just forget it. It didn't happen. Oh, no. it didn't happen. But the glory <laughs> holes. It didn't happen. No. Aaron Monty, the, p- the physician, is going to release him, and the opening theme plays, and a one, and a two, and... It's Sunday night. It's Sunday night. night. I am I curled, am up, curled in up in my room. In my room. <laughs> the, the TV, TV light. What? What the fuck is that? Fills my heart like a balloon. It, you know what David it is. David yeah, keep it going. I like this. Whoa. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's creepy. Let's get back to the episode, shall we? <laughs> I don't I don't want to do this anymore. That was creepy. <laughs> Dana Scully is getting the, is receiving the riot act from an FBI assistant director named Walter Skinner. Oh, we're never gonna see this guy again. Like, oh give an applause for the first appearance of Mitch Pelagi on this show. Woo! Woo! And joining him in the room is uh the first official return of uh, the cigarette smoking man. Woo! Woo! Uh, who is puffing <laughs> away at that cancer stick and filling up the room with smoke as. Uh, no, he's not. He is smoking half of it and then putting it out and then lighting another one with matches. Yeah, the cancer's in the bottom half. Duh. We all know that in the filter is where the heroin is. He's wasting cigarettes there. Oh my God, makes me so mad. And he's using a fucking. Box of matches! Well, however you get the fire to it, I guess. <laughs> ah! Duh. Sorry. Things that make me angry are irrational. Oh, did I scare our dog away? Yeah, I did. I think you did. Uh, this, so, um, uh, apparently the uh, FBI has been watching the progress over the last 20 episodes, and the FBI aren't really happy with the unorthodox methods being used to solve these X-Files. I, I think How the many entire- of these are actually getting solved? Well, she says they have a really high success rate, higher than that of the FBI, uh, the FBI in general. But it's like, I know. How? <laughs> How? Like, what is backed up here? Like, what backs this up? Okay, like, okay. Do we want to pause right here and just look at the look at season one and see what got, uh, see what had a, had a resolution to it? I don't know. I- From whose perspective? Because from Scully's perspective, everything was explainable. Without any evidence of why it was explainable, she just like, well, that's the most logical reason, so there. Okay, so, like, the pilot doesn't, Deep Throat doesn't, Squeeze does, Conduit doesn't, Jersey Devil maybe? Well, con- well sque- Conduit, de- the girl does return to her parents at the end. Yeah, so that does kind of get wrapped up, and then there's sadness. Jersey Devil? No. Shadows? Sure. Ghost in the Machine? I don't know. Uh, Ice? Fuck, that didn't... Well, yeah, I guess it is. Space? <laughs> Fallen Angel? Eve has a resolve. Fire has a resolve. Beyond the Sea does. Genderbender doesn't. Lazarus, maybe. Uh, young at Heart? Sure, why not? EVE? Of course it doesn't. It's fucking myth arc. We have, like, 
12 more seasons. Uh. Miracle <laughs> Man? Sure. Shapes? Uh, I, I'm done. Darkness Falls? Did that have a resolve? There. I have caught you up. Thank you. I am full of rage. <laughs> Do you need a sedative? You mean the Korean rice wine? Sure. Okay, go for it. But apparently there's enough wins in that column to that uh, Scully finds able to justify and uh <laughs> Oh. But yeah. They want uh, Scully and Mulder to do, to do these investigations by the book. I don't even know what that means. Like I what does it mean? And Scully gets very sassy and says that if these cases are brought under regulation, then it could adversely affect the success rate. Later, they uh, attend the release hearing for Tombs, and uh, Mulder is <laughs> brought up to give some testimony. <laughs> We're all laughing because we know what's coming, and it's the greatest. Oh, I, I think only this second- This is why you don't like- this is why you don't like uh, represent yourself in court. Like, and he wasn't even representing himself. This guy comes up there and leaves. I disagree with Valentine. I think it is the greatest moment in the legal system since Clarence Darrow. <laughs> Be better if he yelled that it was a kangaroo court and like <laughs> you, you, you can't you handle the truth. the truth. It's out there somewhere. Oh dear. Okay, so. Somewhere. This yeah, guy, it's... you know, you'd think that, okay, <laughs> this guy is trying to explain why Tombs is still very dangerous and very um, uh, much a threat to society. As he makes the explanation, <laughs> he kind of leads with the fact that Tombs is over 200 years old and able to squeeze through and able to squeeze through things in some kind of mutant. <laughs> because, you know, that's clearly exactly. Look, Mulder doesn't give a fuck about how crazy pants he looks. Ever. On the record, on the record in court, a fucking stenographer had to sit there and type this shit out. Okay, so it's like I I want to know how this doesn't end with him being in there for seventy two hours. How is he not locked up? And they're like, you need a mental evaluation on Mr. top of Mulder. whatever the FBI is going to do afterwards. <laughs> Mr. Mulder, please come and sit down. Let's Take let's talk. Seat. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a little bit like he go he, he comes off looking incredibly crazy during the well, trial. Well, it's not even so much that it's not that he leads with this two hundred year old like dude thing. It's the enthusiasm behind it. Like he has been waiting. He has pre prepared, and he's he got has, slides. Like, he has he's slides. got charts and graphs, and he's got like I mean, we're talking about artist renditions and. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about 1994, so he doesn't have a PowerPoint, but it's like, <laughs> Mr. Like, he needs zero prompting to go into this batshit crazy thing. And it's like, okay, well, <laughs> he has a genetic abnormality and he is 9,000 years old. It's so funny because you see Scully sitting in the very back, like, I can't, I told him I'd show up. I I, I guess I'm his partner. I have to show up. And she's like, God, I do. I can't well, believe he's fucking no, doing, so, doing because it. Because Scully was one of his victims, his intended victims, anyway. Right. All right. So she, remember, because she was going to take a bath. And I like, yeah, because it was the uh, legendary. Has she gotten a bath yet? I don't think so. Bath. <laughs> she's never going to get that bath. She is never going to get this bath. It's like she sort of just wanders in and it's like, again, Scully has to be the mom. Scully is Mulder's mom, essentially. Like, oh, oh, God. What have you gotten into now? The shrink then, sa then states that um, uh, Toon's attack on S Scully was 
the result of him being um, uh, falsely accused of murder. It was stress. And it's like, I want to be angry that our mental health system would not permit this. But our mental health system would permit this. I, I'd just like to clarify that last statement. They're letting him off because someone accused him of a murder and he attempted murder. So they're it, saying it was justifiable because he did the thing that he was being accused of. It was like they don't get him for the murder. He's in the psychiatric hospital for trying to kill Scully. But they're like, oh, he was crazy. He's better. <laughs> yeah. How could this go on? Okay, so. He can go buy a gun. Like, no, literally, they're just like, oh, he's fine. Alder tries to point out physical evidence of the of, of Toombs's, uh serial killer career and his bizarre physiology, which was apparently research was blocked by his lawyer. And it's like, you know, he must have the best fucking lawyer in the world because this this gets like irritating to me later. And this is a no, 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 no. That's not how this works. But of course, he is flatly ignored by the hearing panel. And uh, Tombs is released to the care of a kindly elderly couple. And to resume his his uh, long career as an animal control officer. Right there, they do the the original Star Trek uh, lighting on his eyes and they zoom in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> What's funny is they're like, they, through the court system, said he's getting a job. Can they just hand out jobs through the court system like that? Like, why aren't people lined up? Like, no, you're going to work here now. It's... Like, they just... I have a lot of problems with this sort of scene. It was very simplified, it feels like. Well, it's also not even close. If he has gotten fired, then how is he getting the job back? Which his lawyer says. Right. Too. Well, the court says he's getting the job back. So they're just like, well, we're the government. We're, ma we're giving you your job back. And, it's weird writing. And also, I don't understand why he has to go to a halfway house for being in for like what a year? Yeah, we don't do that's this. weird. We don't do it's not this. Not like he's getting out of prison and going, you know. I mean, there are step down programs. I worked in one, and it was awful. But he does have to continue his outpatient treatment with Doctor um, uh, that guy, Doctor Grayscale, Doctor Monty, <laughs> who just wants to believe that he will be fine. It's no, this is I and to be fair, I are psychiatrists like this and they're very compassionate and they're good people. Why are you taking him to an elderly couple if he's like, oh, of course, Mulder's not Mulder and Scully are not buying this. And Scully, go, uh, Scully goes back to meet Frank Briggs, who, if we'll remember, was the elderly detective who had investigated the Toons' murders in 1933 and, la and later in the 60s, I believe. Do we also get the amazing, my favorite line in this episode? A have we have we walked over that? What is it? <laughs> Where Mulder says they're trying to close the X-Files and I don't know why. <laughs> This is my favorite line in the episode. That's at the end of the episode. <laughs> okay. Also, why didn't they have Scully speak? Because I would think the victim statement right? should be like, he tried to fucking murder me. No. Didn't they bring that up or wasn't she doing something? She was with, yeah, she was meeting with the uh, Skinner. That's why she was late. So she didn't get to testify or something. Yeah. A lame excuse because she was there. Mulder's, of course, pretty sure that Toombs is going to kill again because it's, you know, biological imperative to do so. Uh, he sets out to basically cock block Toombs at every step he takes. 
while Scully is uh, while Scully is hanging with the retiree Briggs and looking for the last undiscovered uh, body of his victim. Oh my God, that's right. Is this where we go and we see Tombs picking up the dead rat? Yes. Yeah, he's picking up Roadkill and somewhere in Baltimore, and and that's that's just a pure lie. There is no Roadkill in Baltimore. They have pigeons. Uh I was like, he's totally fucking picking up those rat snacks. And then, like, <laughs> not like 10 seconds later, he licks his fingers from it. Like, oh. Oh. This dude totally eats skunk's asshole. All right. This guy, and he sees a girl in, I guess, a blue coat getting something and decides for whatever reason her liver would be delicious with some fava beans and Chianti. Okay, what is it with Baltimore and like cannibalism? It's where he gets the diabetes eyes. Well, you know, if the... you got if you got shell, if you got some um, uh, seafood allergies, then the only really thing you can eat in Baltimore is people. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Great crab cakes there, though. Mm, the best, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that accent was. Uh, just although to be fair, eating the second chair flautas for the Baltimore Philharmonic is a uh, you know, a good thing that actually improves the sound. In public huh. service. Yeah, it's a public service. Lol. Meanwhile, Briggs and Scully are going to be visiting a plant where the last where a piece of the victim's liver was found. Oh, and Briggs apparently is like a bloodhound when it comes to finding corpses in his old age. Like he has some sort of fucking superpower. Yeah, they're uh, basically using like this kind of sonar to look in to see what uh, to find irregularities in the concrete and floor and um uh to try and find the uh, to try and find this body then old steel wheels mcgee rolls over to some spot and he's like it's here <laughs> it's right here he is why fucking... did we bring all that expensive equipment if you could just roll over the spot and sense it also, great wow. job Ironsides. <laughs> Next question, how could he not find the body like 40 fucking years ago if he could just do that? Like, oh, there it is. It's here. It's right here. Tear up the floorboards. The beating of that hideous heart. <laughs> Which is what uh, you another, yelled. <laughs> another Baltimore thing, yeah, thing. Baltimore related thing there. Okay. There you go. Tommy Dreamer, I feel your pain. I read books. Sorry. That is not Baltimore, but I want it to be. Also, how is Mulder not in jail? Well, Mulder's on this. Uh, Mulder's spending twenty four seven following Tombs around and, and fucking up his plans. Tombs is trying to break into someone else, break into a guy's house, and Mulder finds that. But you know, Mulder doesn't this... like call the cops or anything while the guy is attempting a B and E, which would have. I don't know. I want this man to die, though. I want Tombs's victim to die. He has a house in the suburbs. And he's driving a fucking Mustang. You know he's an asshole. He has to die. Yeah, that guy is sitting there and his wife comes in and, and he's typing or whatever. And she's like, I'm going to go watch TV in bed, dot, dot, dot. He's like, okay. Duh. Right? Like, fucking go. Why are you even bothering me? I'm working. <laughs> I bought new lingerie. Like, That's don't great, you enjoy sweetie. this nice house that I'm like paying for right now as you're interrupting me to let me know that you need to go fucking watch TV in bed? Uh, Do you like that bed you're watching TV in? <laughs> it's like, you know, she is waiting in the bedroom with like the lacy corset shit and the socks and the gloves and, and she's whatever else. Unsatisfied. It's like, I hope someone eats your liver someday. And it's like, you know, she is, you know, she has that under that frumpy thing. And she's like, I read this in the Fifty Shades book. I hope he, ha hope he comes. And then he doesn't. And she's like, I hope someone eats his goddamn liver. 
I want a divorce. <laughs> so. And it haunts her forever. By the way, this is totally illegal surveillance that Mulder is doing right now. Did we mention that this was illegal surveillance? <laughs> he, why is there not a... Okay. Okay. So if Mulder is the stressor for tombs and that caused his psychiatric break, why didn't the lawyer get a fucking protective order? Mm. Oh. <laughs> right. Because this is the thing that's actually harassment, which is illegal, and you can sue. And since he's white, he won't get shot. So, Or he will, and no one will give a fuck about it. That's true. All right. Uh, the skeleton that they pulled out of the concrete slab is identified as the missing victim from 33. But there seems to be no substantial evidence proving that Toombs was the murderer still. Oh, is this where she goes and she hangs out with Herbert West's... Uh grandfather there yeah kind of yeah. Guy, weird weird sort of scientist dude like he is way more about death than scully is and scully really loves to fondle a corpse scully goes and uh, meets Mulder, who is state who is in sitting in his car outside of tombs's house <laughs> the halfway house that tombs is living in because that's all night eating sandwiches <laughs> some pretty awful sandwiches too as i seem to recall those are Mm. listening to bad radio. Yeah, why is he not listening to Art Bell? I would assume Mulder would be listening to Art Bell. I missed a funny phrase about that skeleton. I don't know what it was, but they said when they brought that up, they're like, that skeleton was that person. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, there's no... Like... like, that skeleton was that person. Like, get a little more descriptive. Come on. Give the person a backstory. My a name God. like it's Tom. We found Tom. Scully sends Mulder home. Uh, sends Mulder home to sleep because apparently he had not slept in three days. Why is he She's not like, dead? You're getting a little ripe. <laughs> Mulder, Mulder, shower. take a shower. Take a shower. Shave. Please take a shower. Please take. A imagine how much more ripe he must have been for her to say something like that. Like he's generally ripe, but like. <laughs> so here's the thing. How bad do you think that that car smelled? Because not only is Mulder not showered, he's eating like liverwurst. Ugh. I I can't even. I was hoping that he was gonna get out and walk home, and she was gonna have to stay in there, and like she'd start picking up like dirty napkins and stuff. <laughs> and, like, what is he doing in here? <laughs> uh, Mulder, dri Mulder drives back to the most bugged apartment in Washington D.C. with to uh, unknowingly carrying tombs in his uh, in the trunk of his car, which is wow. He? The elderly couple is not really good at watching after the fucking mental patient that's in their okay. care. Right? Look, look. <laughs> do you know how much trouble I would have been in if one of my patients did that? I couldn't let them go to the bathroom without knowing where they were. I would have gotten fired and thrown in jail. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Uh, he breaks into Mulder's apartment through the vent doing his old little... Squeak, squeak, <laughs> squeaky, squeak, 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 oh, squeak, right. squeak. Fat, oh, is this how do you unscrew those from the inside? How do you do that? Witchcraft. Uh, Meanwhile, Mulder is watching. What's he watching on TV? <laughs> uh, he's fapping it to the fly. Right. He's oh. watching the Vincent Price <laughs> Okay. By the way, we did also skip over the. They're out to put an end to the X Files, and I don't know why. That was in the car. We skipped over my oh, favorite yeah. line. In this episode. Why? Because you're pissing people off, Mulder. <laughs> it's like Mulder literally is the most oblivious, lucky son of a bitch on the planet. Like, okay. Yeah, this is, uh, 
Mulder is fapping it to the fly, like the Vincent Price version. So when you say that phrase, I just imagine him wearing sweatpants and not even jerking like hard, just like slowly up and down, just like it's a thing he does in his <laughs> off time. <laughs> this is the thing. That's canon. Uh, <laughs> that's actually canon. Oh. <laughs> uh. Toombs breaks into Mulder's apartment and then begins injuring himself and placing the imprint of Mulder's boot onto his onto his face. Oh, is this the because my notes here are literally gasoline. I guess it's just uh I've been putting out the fire with <laughs> gasoline because it looked like the shot in um Inglorious Bastards, where she, uh, where Shona puts the lipstick on her cheek like that, and also cat eyes. Hmm. 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 Things that make you go. Hmm. Toombs's frame up leads the police to question Mulder, and then Skinner gets very cross with Mulder and says, "Don't fuck with him." And then Scully lies. Scully lies. She lies. There's no, but it redeems her a little bit. But it's like, it. But the next scene, they have like evidence that's ah. right because the bite marks because the bite marks on the skeleton match tombs's teeth where they well and also Mulder points out that the pressure inside his shoe would indicate that there had never been a foot in it when it right. collided with tombs's so face weird. it's like where'd you get that statistic from look like... i know i know what it looks like to kick a guy in the face Right, oh, that must be it. <laughs> like, I've I've curb-stomped a few people in my day here. I'm not going to lie to you, Scully. I used to be a Nazi skinhead punk, and... <laughs> I am secretly Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> I deliver roundhouse kicks to the face every day. <laughs> oh, so when they did this 3D mapping God. of the teeth, they inadvertently uh, 3D mapped Toombs' mouth so he can precisely build a glory hole next time. This is really good mm, data right. for him. It just, it's, I, I. The old couple watching tombs depart for, uh. We're going to church, Judy. I have no idea where they're going. And tombs gets a visit from Dr. Monty and, uh, tombs immediately kills Dr. Monty because Dr. Monty did not like his paper mache art projects. Oh. Aw. It's okay. We all liked it. And, uh, with Dr. Monty gone, that's the last liver he needs to, to, before entering his 30 year hibernation. Okay. Um. Why? Remember, because he was one short after he was one short. Yeah, that's what he was but, going for with Scully. But but they were promising to link the villi- the victims, and they didn't. And did they explain specifically why human livers have to be? Why can't nope. it be any other type of liver? I don't think they ever did. It's like does have has he ever tried onions with it? Like does he just eat it raw? Nothing gets explained. <sighs> <sighs> uh, Mulder uh, marches right through Skinner's orders and to the halfway house and discovers Monty's body. Wait, why are they running? <laughs> like, they run into this house for no reason. <laughs> they run to Toombs' former residence at 66 Esther Street, which has been demolished and replaced by a mall. Pretty damn quickly, too. Like, that is... Yeah, okay, so, but it's still, that that's the location he picks. So he sort of sets up his own little glory hole nest mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. uh, TCBYs, or the... <laughs> yeah, I think it has to be a TCBY, because that was the Starbucks in the 90s. Yeah, the TCBY. There wasn't every mall, right? Like, you get a TCBYs, or I can't... Are you kidding? <laughs> we had one here in Richlands, actually, 
attached to a gas station, but you know, it's like you know he can sleep there, and whenever he he's hungry, he can hop out for some froyo. <laughs> He sets up in a TCB-wise and... Let me say the uh, the uh, the glory hole paper mache is exponentially more disgusting in this episode. <laughs> it really actually, is. He se- actually, he sets up in the bowels of the building and the Mulder has to fence. climb through a... Lol bowels. Mulder has to climb through the, the uh, a hatch from an escalator to get to, to get to him. Do you like how pissed off Scully is, by the way? Because she, she doesn't, doesn't get to climb into the tight space? Ugh, <laughs> like, I think it's I'm a slimy it. hug. No. This is my turn, Scully. I'm going into the glory hole. This is the ultimate glory hole. The interesting fact is someone is very pregnant. At that point, Toombs bursts out covered in bile, and a brief chase through the vents occurs. You get to see some butts. Butts. Yep. <laughs> butts, 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 butts. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Mulder makes it to the surface and activates the escalator, which pulls Toombs' stretchy form up into it and completely shreds it. I, and I always wondered if that actually would happen. Yeah, I had I had a couple notes here. First was uh, Scully screams, Mulder, what's happening? And it's like, Mulder, can you just fucking use words? Because he doesn't answer her. Use your big boy voice, Mulder. Right? But- <laughs> and then when that escalator starts, I was totally expecting his body to stretch around the top and come back down. Yeah. And they'd look at his face <laughs> one last on. time, all stretched out with his hand like all stretched like it was with the fingerprints and Scully would look yeah. at it and be like oh shit Mulder you was right dun dun they jump up in the what? air and it like freezes frame perfect ending Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah yeah better ending Skinner reads Scully's final report on the tombs case and asks the smoking man if he believes it <laughs> do you believe them of course I do which is a pretty cool fucking line. It's his first line ever. The first ever. spoken line, yeah. The first spoken, it's his first spoken line. His first audible line, He yeah. stopped breathing smoke to say that. Is he an alien that needs smoke to breathe? Is that a thing? Is he like one of those Martian <laughs> things that chooses choose the gum to breathe on, was it uh, Mars Attacks? Mars Attacks, yeah. Outside, Scully finds Mulder, who Outside while observing- Outside at, at the campus of a very nice urban college, apparently. And Mulder is taking a look at is taking a look at a caterpillar from emerging from a cocoon. It wasn't a caterpillar; it was a chrysalis. No one likes you anymore. And he predicts that there are big changes coming to the X Files. Dun dun dun. In scene. So I like this one. Yeah. I did too. Why? Well, apart from the, the, the ridiculousness that Tombs would ever be a candidate for any kind of parole ever. <laughs> uh, I, I think I really liked it when I first saw it. And now, because I'm at a different place, career-wise and life-wise, I'm like, eh. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to list, list a couple of the pluses, okay? Please do, because I feel like I'm like the negative Nancy of, of this uh, podcast. Okay, let me list let, let me list some positives here here because one uh, first appearance of Mitch Pilecki, who is going to become of incredibly important to the show in the coming seasons. Which guy is he's he? He's going to get his own episode. Skinner. Oh, okay. It's the first time we see Skinner, and he's going to get his own episode. How soon? Like uh, not soon enough. Uh, and it's it's um it is a uh, uncomfortable for everyone. But Walter Skinner, he's a guy. He's he's, he's sort of 
he's just this guy, you know. Yeah, it's the return of the cigarette smoking man. I I like him. I like him. Which is a, who is a you know this guy has only been in like two episodes so far. But I remember through the first season, everyone just kept talking about when are we going to see him again? What's he up to? (laughs) He was one of the most interesting things, and I'm not quite sure that it was ever planned that he would be such a big part of things, So of how important Uh, he he would be. (laughs) I, I don't think he was. I think it's just what ends up happening is you work with these people in the Vancouver area, and uh, they just, they, they ultimately, I mean, it ends well because quite frankly, we do some really fun stuff there. Uh, it's why you see some of these actors show up again in things like Supernatural, Arrow, that thing with that guy. Take a drink. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the answer is by season three. Mm-hmm. Skinner gets his own episode called Avatar. All right. Uh, and I'm going to say that, you know, the... the they're building towards the final, the season finale. Now they're, you know, prognosticating the what, what was eventually going to happen with the X Files. Is it prognosticating or hitting you repeatedly over the head with yeah. it? That you know, apparently the the sword of Damocles is now hanging over the heads of our agents, and so so a little bit of tension poke, is being poke. built up here. Poke. That's what's happening. They're poking them with the sword of Damocles, like poke. Bad and, shit. You know, you've got poke. the and and once again, it was it's kind of nice to see a monster of the week get a follow up. Yeah, it, it will not be was. the last. It, it won't be the last, but it's not going to be something that regularly happens. So I'm going to say I like this episode. I've got, it's got its problems and and some and some kind of lazy writing, but ultimately I'm going to give it a thumbs up here. Yeah, there's definitely lazy writing, but uh, all the tie-ins to the the myth arc, is, so you say and. I guess the smoking man and Skinner and it hit all the hit all the marks for an X file. I guess it's getting there. That's the thing. I think it's the series is going to find its legs next season. Uh, right around here is when it starts getting good because the thing is, it's like and then bam, you get into uh, some really good myth arc episodes uh, at the beginning of season two. Or I think they're good because I may have had posters of someone in those episodes. <laughs> everywhere marissa your thoughts on this one i I basically agree with everybody like the writing's kind of like loose butthole but uh (laughs) (laughs) i like i like his acting i like i like tombs he's even he's even more fucking freaky and creepy in this one oh i'm gonna get yeah i'm gonna give um uh give props to the guy even if he did marry a 15 year old (laughs) (laughs) probably why he's creepy doug hutchinson in general is pretty creepy but it's pretty creepy, but it's like you know he was he was working some. Does this guy have a, have horror movie credits to his name, or is he? Uh... I don't know. Um... um, I think he was the he was certainly on <clears throat> Lost for a season. Mm, I was because it seems to me like he's a guy that could have. Uh, he could have been like you know uh, a regular monster guy. And, and, he's definitely and a horror Percy movie. from The Green Mile. Yeah, uh, he was Percy, Percy Wetmore in The Green yeah. Mile. Yes, uh, he was Horace Godspeed on Lost. But he had, I think that the, the guy had horror chops, you know? <laughs> yeah. And they sort of played up his, you know. Oh, he was in uh, Lawnmower Man. What? Was he? Yeah, Ooh. he was security tech. Oh. <laughs> That's probably one of my favorite like a movies. named character. Yeah. Lawnmower Man is inside your head now. Ow. So there you go. Anyone else think that fucking Pierce Brosnan was the villain of that movie? Oh, right? Like, he forced yeah. a mentally challenged guy to, like, douche. Like, that was. No, that was loose butthole. <laughs> <laughs> loose butthole. Okay. 
I'm done. I am. Let's wow. disseminate some information to the people before we give our final <laughs> ratings for the episode. Tombs. Tombs. Uh, first off, Shannon, you go first. <laughs> uh, but okay. Um. Well, if you like listening to me talk, then you'll love listening to me write. Wait. What? Reading is what they you do. You can for- listen to it with your eyes. That's better. Uh, and you can get those things that you can listen to with your eyes at schuffwrites.com or on the Amazon. I write books. You can also see us at many of our live appearances. <laughs> uh, we will be at uh, Mysticon in Roanoke, Virginia on the 23rd uh, through the 25th of February. We will be back in Lexington, Kentucky at Lexington Toy and Comic Con March 9th through the 11th. And then we will be at Awesome Con in Washington, D.C., looking not at Chrysalis, the 30th of March through April 1st. And then we're going to Disneyland, so Disney World. <laughs> Disney so. World? Disney World? Right on. Now, the FBI basement is brought to you by the Medicinal Mass Network, a home of many fine podcasts. Here to tell you about it is the deacon of the Medicinal Mass Network, Valentine. Hey, thanks for listening. Uh, we got plenty of other stuff you can check out or don't, you know. But, I mean, it's worth it. Give it a try. Medicinalmass.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hey, do you want something drawn? Maybe a piece of music edited together? She can even do some video. This is the Oddite Delight, Marissa. <laughs> yes, um, I am currently taking commissions. I do live streams through Picardo, sometimes Twitch. I'm still working on that. Got a Discord. Literally everything that you want to look for me on, just try Oddite Delight. O-D-D-I-T-E. Delight. Like, literally almost anything. Like, Skype. <laughs> And then there's the Facebook, which is spelled O-D-D-E-L-I-G-H-T, art. I got it right that time. <laughs> Just get a hold of me or, or friend me. <laughs> it's good art at fairly reasonable prices. Like, I will work with you on pricing. Like, and you know, I if will you want show a mural, you as I'm doing it. So, <laughs> like If you want, like, a mural a, a mural design that might be a little bit more, a couple more bucks, you know. Oh. Yeah. And also, just so everyone is aware, Doug Jones had a recurring role on CSI as Nick Stalker. The end. All right. And uh, <laughs> also, Marissa draws dirty things. Oh, uh, I, do, I do that too. Yeah. Like, that, that's a special request uh, thing. We'd like to send another special shout out to our absent panelist, Vanya, who is, as of right now, in the Amazon rainforest, uh, categorizing a new species of butterfly. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> we hope that the um, uh, rescue helicopters get to her soon. Yeah. Valentine. <laughs> well, she knows what she did, so... <laughs> Final ratings for tombs. I'm going to give this one... One long, one long blood smear up an escalator. <laughs> Shannon. <laughs> oh, that's me. Um, I will give this one secret burial spot and an old man in a wheelchair. Ah, uh, ah. Marissa. <laughs> uh, I give this four aggressive bile-covered hugs out of five. And Valentine. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I would say uh, I was gonna give this four uh, glistening bile-covered glory hole squeezed through bodies. This one was good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so that wraps up tombs. Tune us in next week when. Uh, join us next time when Mulder and Scully once again have to face some of their most deadly enemies. Terrifying eight-year-olds. 
Creepy children. Oh, God. Ugh. All right. Oh, boy. Well, we're going to this is going to be a fun one, folks. Until next week, I am Todd. They are Shannon, Marissa and Valentine. I'm Todd. No, I'm, I'm Todd. Todd. I'm Todd. Be you, the FBI basement. <laughs> I think I need to call the Ghostbusters or something. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> the FBI basement ca- uh, debuts every Thursday on iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, Google Play, and on medicinalmass.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Anywhere you find us, send us those good ratings and uh, keep an eye out for an upcoming Patreon. You could hear us on prayer, too. If you pray who's, really who's hard breathing to us. like that into the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> Moist. Cankles. Moist cankles. Yes, if you if you pray to us really hard, you can tune in to our worship ceremony and listen to any episode you like. And uh, for everyone else, this is Todd saying goodbye, and the truth is out there. Bye. Bye bye. What's happening right bye. now? I need this. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more from our other shows on the Medicinal Mass Network. Stop smoking it. Say a pot crack and I'll switch it around and edit. Pod crack. Crack Fuck pod. Me. God damn. <laughs> Hello, truth seekers, and welcome to the FBI basement. I'm your host, Todd. <laughs> I'm Todd. No. No, you've lost I the privilege. Am Groot. <laughs> we are Groot. Uh. Oh, fuck me. What? What's up, truth seekers? Welcome once again. <laughs> Did I scare you? I'm awake. <laughs> I, I'm awake. <laughs> <laughs> We are professional oh, podcasters. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. A tisket, a tasket, put the fucking lotion in the basket. <laughs>